seven. Oh, Michelle. Oh, I'm surprised. I know. Well, no, because it's a bite size. It's a bite size. Because, you know what, I don't think we've talked enough about the Queen. I don't actually think anyone has heard anything about the Queen. No, did you know she died? No, I had no Shocking, idea. Shocking. Right? Stop. I was, yeah. When I found out, I was like, geez, that's what's that's a very slow carriage. Yeah, I feel like that went that flew under the radar, all that kind of news. <laughs> God, I was so sick of it by the end. Saturated. Oh, mate. I was Saturated. like, we were dripping in royalty. Now, here's the great thing. I sat down, uh, the head of MI6, yep. C, that's his name, C. 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 Yes. Like as in the letter? The letter C is okay. the head of MI6. You is can just that, call them C. Is that a real name or is that what the name he's been given? No, that's, that is the designated name. Once you become the head of MI6, you're C. Oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. Now, C sent his condolences to the palace yep. saying, you know, she was so good and it was it was always a thrill of mine to give her her regular briefing. Great. And a suddenly thrill. everyone a went, thrill. wait, 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 Queen Elizabeth was getting briefings from the intelligence service. Look, I would imagine she would. Well, she gets the red box from the Prime Minister, which is this is what's been going on in Parliament. Mm. So, of course, and also, let's be honest, as much as we go, oh, the bloody monarchy and they're just a figurehead in it, she was the Queen. It the was queen, and, her realm. And Queen Elizabeth was incredible. I mean, she was basically this one-woman show who got her country through war, who, like, has gone through, like, Really challenging times. Some terrible stuff. I mean, the interesting thing for me was the fact that when she started, when when her father died, when mm. King George died, she was in Kenya. Yep. And she, she was, was one of the last people to know because no one told her. And they couldn't just go, oh, quick, here. It wasn't on Twitter. They had to send a cable yeah. to the embassy and the guy with the codes for the cable was on holidays yep. that day. So she found out about it when a journalist rang her press secretary to say, is it true your dad's dead? Yeah. And then she had to ring Buckingham Palace on a trunk line and yada, yada, yada. I mean, also I find it incredibly fascinating that if it wasn't for her uncle abdicating, she wouldn't even be in line for the throne. Yeah, exactly. Right? So she she never wanted the job. It yeah. wasn't She was never trained for the job. It wasn't her job. Correct. Now, here's an interesting thing. The two Lizards, you, uh, two of the longest-serving monarchs, mm. Elizabeth II and, of course, Elizabeth I, yep. uh, as played beautifully by Kate Blanchett. I love Kate Blanchett. God damn, she's, she's good. She's so good. She is the best. She's amazing. I'd love to act with her, but I don't think she'd lower herself. She would lower <laughs> her standards, uh, despite my amazing mind. I place. remember when I auditioned for NIDA, I auditioned in front of her. Oh, my God. That she was on the panel. So but she, that was when she was at NIDA. Yeah. So she was young. Because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> but like, she, so she was- no, she, no, when I say yeah, I'm going, yes, that's an interesting story, not yes, you're old. You're not old, you're very young. Well, because I saw her at the Seagull, and, um, in the Seagull, Anton Chekhov's The Seagull yes. at Belvoir Street. She was amazing. Oh, she's this, brilliant. this was before she even became famous. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, digress, right, digress. So what's really interesting about the two Elizabeths, not just the length of their reign, how involved in the intelligence community they were. Right. Right, now, here's the thing. Queen Elizabeth II, our Liz, she- is the only monarch to have James Bond working for her. Oh, yeah. Right? Because James Bond started in the 50s. Yep. Just after she became queen. So James Bond has been literally her little spy. Yeah. Now, there's another interesting story, but first I'm going to go back to Liz Wan. Liz Wan pretty much invented the entire, like, British intelligence system. How? Well, essentially, it was a very pretty divided realm at the time. Yeah. I mean, Henry had died and then her brother had taken over. Again, another person that was not meant to be the queen. Mm. Liz Wan was not meant to be queen. She was meant to be married off to a Spanish prince or something and she's gone. They're always meant to be married off to a Spanish prince. Or a French prince or any prince, just a whole – or a Dutch prince, right? So, a whole thing was – 
she wound up in the job she didn't want it. Now, a lot of people wanted her dead, including mm. her sister, Mary, Queen of Scores. Right? Yeah. Because she was a Catholic, Mary was a Catholic, and, of course, Elizabeth was a Protestant. So there was all of this schism in the church and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, and interesting side note, it wasn't until the funeral that I realised how aligned the monarchy is to Christianity. Oh. I was like... Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, well, she is the head of the church. Uh, no, absolutely. Protector of the faith. Yes, well, right. absolutely. But, like, you don't realise it until it's right in front of you and you're Boom. like, shit. Now, because so many people wanted to kill Elizabeth, yep. um, including Mary, right, uh, one of her aides, uh, Sir Francis Walsingham, mm-hmm. basically became her spy master and set up a network of watchers. Now, these watches, some of them would go overseas and go on fine like, adventures. Like Rolex watches? Yeah, yeah no, like surveillance. Oh, watchers. Basically, watchers, not watches. Yes, they were all tug howers. <laughs> they all wrapped themselves around wrists and ticked. <laughs> what? Right. No, no, no. So, Walsingham set up this network of watchers, Ers. right? And here's the interesting thing. Nobody needed to be vetted. You just got the job. Great. Which was, there were some really, really effective people in there. And then there were some complete idiots that were either drunks that were looking for extra cash Mm. because you got paid quite well or there were people that were hell-bent on revenge for other people that had slighted them. Now, the interesting thing was one of these watchers uncovered a plot by some people in London because they just walk around and listen. Mm. That was their job was just to listen to people as they spoke. He was sitting in a tavern. There were two gentlemen talking about how we'll kill Elizabeth and then bring Mary back from Scotland and she'll take over the throne. And basically this watcher then went and told Walsingham. Walsingham then went and arrested them and that led to Mary, Queen of Scots being arrested and I think beheaded. They love Beheading. Oh, mate. Oh, one of my my one of my ancestors was beheaded with Anne Boleyn. Dirty really? little dog. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're terrible people. So anyway. Is that to shut was that to shut him up? No, it's to shut him up. <laughs> he won't stop talking. Can I behead you? No, you can't. <laughs> Not until it's a, a unless it's a royal decree. Now he also had a group of cipher clerks, mm-hmm. guys that would work on not only creating codes but breaking codes from yep. other countries. And he was he was mad big on torture. Oh, love he a man who loves mad torture. Mad big on torture. <laughs> right. Uh, the Tower of London, he used to hang out there a lot and he would get people to talk. Now, one of the ones I really like though, this is is the most important guy, and this is a very interesting fact. Okay. Is a man by the name of John D. John D. John D, who was an alchemist, astronomer, magician, and spy. Oh. Yes. He was actually Liz Wan's source, like he was uh, an informant in the Spanish court. He went over to the Spanish court as an English gentleman and went, yeah. I, I, I like the kind of your Spanish jib. jib, but then was reporting back to Elizabeth on everything they were doing. But here's a really interesting this is my this is my big takeaway point. Okay. Right. Guess what he signed all of his messages to Elizabeth with? What? Zero, zero, seven. Did not. He did. He Stop. signed. He signed it double oh seven, which makes me think maybe Fleming saw that in the history books. It would have it, to. It, it has to come. Oh, from it somewhere. has to come from that. That is that is probably one of the most fascinating tidbits I've learned today. Which means there are only two yeah, only two sovereigns that have ever had James Bond working yes. for them, and they're both called Elizabeth. Oh my god, this is so good. Brilliant. Right now, interestingly enough, he uh, also predicted the storm. A lot of people said, "Well, he was a, an alchemist and could yeah. turn base metal into gold," and he was an astronomer, so he knew what was going to happen in yeah. the future. And and he was a magician. He predicted the storm that destroyed the Spanish Armada that was coming to invade England. A lot of people went, no, no, 
he caused it. Right. I just think he was like, he was the Tim Bailey of Elizabethan England. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> g'day, Your Majesty. Oh, it's going to be terrible out there. I wouldn't want to be this Spanish armada today. No, it's drips and drops on rooftops and crops. Oh, gee, you really know his work, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm I do. Now, going to Liz 2 and her intelligence associations. Yep. There was a gentleman by the name of Sir Anthony Blunt. Blunt. Yes, he was the purveyor of the king's portraits. Okay. He was given that job in 1945. When What's a purveyor? A purveyor. He basically looked after the paintings. Right. right. So he looked after the artwork in Buckingham Palace. And How is that Castle. even a fucking job? Dude, you, have you seen the artwork these people <laughs> I know, own? but like you just kind of stand there and look after art. Like. Yeah, dust it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Straighten it. You just yeah. walk around the palace straightening everything. Yeah. Right, so, he- Anthony, so Anthony Blunt. The thing about Anthony Blunt was in 1935 he went across to Moscow. Yep. He went to Russia because he was in Cambridge. Sound familiar? Yes. Became Burgess, Cam- Meredith, McLean, yep. and Cambridge Philby. Five. Cambridge Five. The fifth was Blunt. Ah. But the thing is, they didn't know about Philby. They didn't know about Burgess, McLean, Meredith. They didn't know anything. Mm. But from about 1939, they knew Blunt was probably working for the Russians. Right. But MI6 went. So they were the, setting him up. They, no, 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 no. This is the thing. He was the third cousin of the Queen Mother. Ah. So at the time, Queen Elizabeth. George's wife, yeah, Queen Elizabeth's mother, mm. right? The Queen Mother, right? He was her third cousin, so he couldn't possibly be bad. Even if he is, he couldn't possibly. I mean, it sounds familiar. Prince Andrew? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Right. So anyway, he was recruited by the KGB in 1935 and then worked as a recruiter for the KGB, despite the fact that when war broke out, they went, hey, let's put him in naval intelligence. Right? I find it so fascinating that a monarchist would be pro-Russian. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly after what happened to the monarchy in Russia. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. He was long suspected by the MI5 as being a KGB mole and was repeatedly interviewed about it and never said anything. What's interesting is his KGB handlers hated him. They said he was a prig, he was arrogant, and as one of them described him, he was nothing but an ideological shit. Mm. Right? So this is blunt. Now, it kept going. They kept plugging away at him until finally in 1963 he confessed. Right. He went, yes, so I work for the Russians. What are you going to do about it? They did nothing. He even kept his job at the palace. Right. Yeah. So they didn't even kick him out of Buckingham Palace where there was briefings from MI6 regularly going to the Queen. Now, of course, they would have siloed him off from that. Of course. Yes, just keep straightening, straightening the paintings. Yes. Oh, by the way, purvey, I love this. Purvey, purvey. Do more purveying. Yeah, go away and purvey. Stop looking at my intelligence <laughs> yeah. records. Here's the thing I really, really like. His code name, so Anthony Blunt, guess what his code name was? Don't know. Tony. What? Do you think a man who's uh, uh, you know landed aristocracy, whose name is Anthony, would appreciate being called Tony? Oh, yeah. Right. So he confessed in 63, but he still kept his position in the royal household until 1975. That's so weird. When a young firebrand politician by the name of Maggie Thatcher, oh. who did not like the fact that there was a KGB. Now- by of this, course, she's right. not going to like that. So she got up in Parliament and outed him. Oh. Right. Now, the fascinating thing about this is, yeah. right, Liz had been so exposed to all this intelligence, but again, at no point did she even flinch or blink at the fact that I've got a KGB spy in the, yep. the building, which I think also is testament to her ability to handle intelligence. Because the funny thing about Blunt is the further he got into the palace- the less he gave them. He basically became a recruiter. That was all he could do is go, you might want to try that guy over there. He might be worth having a tug at. And generally, because MI6 was so on top of him, that he was pretty much moribund force. Yep. But I just love the fact that they kept him there to make sure the paintings were clean. Yes, purvey. So there you go. 
Two Gun- Liz's, very heavily involved in t- intelligence. I love it. But, you know, Liz won. The fact that she had a spy called 007. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, totally. And Liz too. Anyway, long live the king. Okay. Okay.